Well, it's not the sexiest move of the offseason across baseball, but we're kind of excited about it, we think. Uh, the Rays have added to their bullpen. Yes, they have. It's uh, really exciting for race fans to have some new, some some new player to dive into, and we will do just that starting right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Race Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays, as well as all the other traditional podcasting platforms. You can also find us on X and Instagram at Locked On Rays and email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, Ulysses, according to multiple reports and sources, the Rays are finalizing or have finalized a deal with free agent reliever Phil Maton, uh, according to Mark Feinsand, and then I believe followed up and confirmed by Mark Topkin. As of yet, we do not have the financial details. Uh, I believe it's for a one-year deal, ballparking it. I don't know, $4 million, $5 million, $6 million couple million with some incentives thrown in so we'll have to wait and see on what that is but when you first heard the news the reports of this maneuver taking place your initial thoughts were what i my initial thought was like oh that guy that looks like zach Granke, right a little and, bit yeah. <laughs> and so and then i had to look up the numbers and i was not displeased by the numbers honestly mm -hmm. Um, you know, you, you look at his career and it has been kind of like uh, a roller coaster, a kind of a, um, a journeyman reliever of sorts, uh, you know, at San Diego, Cleveland, Houston, now the race. Yeah. But it's been with Houston that he's kind of revived his career. Um, you know, he's he's sitting around 27, 26 percent K rate, which is really nice. A whip around 1.1, 1.2. Very nice. But the thing that caught my eye the most is durability. The last three yeah. years, dude has posted. And you may be like, oh, what? He's uh, pitched more than 40 innings. Now, how about more than 65 innings in back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back seasons? Uh, that is such a needed thing right now for, for, for that bullpen. Oh, 100%. And uh, that is something... We have dealt with and experienced as Rays fans is just the health and durability of not just the starting pitchers, but the relievers as well. And that was something that really caught my eye, too, was the fact of you can more or less pencil them in for 65, 66 innings, at least over the last couple of years. And I think for Phil Maton and his agent and his family, it probably he was probably targeting the Rays as, hey, let me have another good season with another um, enviable organization in terms of their work with pitchers and let me go on and get the big bucks elsewhere, perhaps do a Robert Stevenson maneuver yeah. because Robert Stevenson, I think he might've been less of a known quantity than Phil Maton. I had, yeah. I would say I knew more about Maton than Stevenson and look where Stevenson's at. He's going to be making, you know, 30 plus, I don't know what the exact deal is, but he's got a three-year deal with the Angels uh, with a lot of money attached to that. Just based on really a short 
track record with the Rays, he was able to go on and get something bigger and better. Three months, three months and a half with the Rays, and then boom, you get that um, kind of deal. Yeah, Phil Maton's going to be like thinking, hmm, maybe I could do the same and get myself something, something pretty like that. It's it's really amazing how you know the race have increased their cachet around the league with the pitching, uh, uh, you know, factor that they have because. You look at the at the past, it's always been the thing, you know, since 2008, pitching and defense, pitching and defense. But it's always kind of looked upon like, oh, quirky. Oh, oh, yeah. you know, they do it a different way. But I think now it has started to be on a different level of like, no, let I, I can go there and improve and then use that as a trampoline, which I don't think a lot of race fans, uh, you know, it sucks to not have a guy that you really like for five, six seasons. But the bullpen is so volatile. I don't yeah. think a lot of race fans are, you know, are sad that to see a reliever go because they know that the race can just build bullpens upon bullpens year after year. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. And we have more to discuss on this deal uh, or expected deal with Phil Maton. But first, we have to tell you that the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 buckaroos and bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets. Win or lose, the app is super easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, and you can also make a parlay and what they have called the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to make your first bet a layup. Again, FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, they are an official partner of the NFL. Now, with Phil Maton, it's, it's funny that, we sometimes joke or chide that, okay, you just look at a guy's savant numbers and you uh, you judge him by that. But if you look at his savant numbers, they are really <laughs> impressive and really enviable when you look at the hard hit percentage and the whiff percentage and the average exit velocity and the expected batting average and the expected ERA. Um, it's There's a lot of red on that marker. Not so much in the fastball velocity department but i'll tell you what uh in watching some highlights and clips of maton i think that he is more exciting than people give him credit for because of the nasty curveball and the nasty slider with so much break and movement that gets quite frankly lefties and righties swinging out of their shoes and yes i know we can joke about the fastball only averaging 89 90 miles per hour but it plays up a bit because he does have elite extension and for what it's worth, he can pinpoint and locate it. Um, in fact, when he had, he was part of uh, an immaculate ending not too long ago with the Astros. Like he was just darting fastballs up and into Nate Lowe as a yeah. left. Um, yeah. So he can, he can pitch inside with that, but I think it's, it's the curveball in the sweeper that are going to make people that are watching the games in person or on television go, wow, that's, that's fun to see. Yeah, the movement on those pitches, the curveball and the slider are very, very fun. 
if you can go down a, a rabbit hole watching uh, clips of, of, of Phil doing that. And you mentioned the fastball. Yes, it's not going to blow you away, but maybe that's a reason why he was so successful in 2023 is the pitch mix. Because yeah. if you notice, the fastball usage dropped around 14 points, um, which is pretty sizable. And when you look at the secondary pitches, the slider gained 4% usage. So it's now sitting around 23%, 24%. And the curveball gained 10% usage. So it's it, he's kind of, um, again different um, stuff and, 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 and different pitchers, different human beings. But it does remind me of what Jason Adam, uh, when he was really successful in 2022, and he had a really good season in 2023 yeah. as well, um, just mixing everything, just putting it in a bag and kind of just being like 33%, 33%. You know, um, you don't know what's coming. I, I feel like Phil Maton maybe could be that guy where – no matter if it's one, two, you don't know if it's going fastball or if he's going curveball or he's going slider. Like that would be really interesting to see because with the movement and if he's able to tunnel those pitcher, uh, those pitches correctly, he could become a high leverage option for the Rays very easily. Oh, for sure. And um, look again, it's not the most sexiest addition or signing, but in comparison to what the Rays have done or have not done in terms of spending money on free agents this year, We've got to at least uh, pump it up and boost it up a little bit and play it up. Because I think, uh, according to reports and what I've seen, is that uh, the race spit $1.1 million on free agents yep. this offseason. Uh, so that is um, a, a small pittance compared to uh, what other teams around the league are going out and uh, doing, i.e. Oh. the Orioles uh, signing Craig Kimbrell and trading for Kerbin Burns uh, to, you know, just name a few there. Yeah. And by the way, if you're like uh, a race fan that, that is going, wait, free agent, 1.1 million. I don't remember that at all. Who could that be? It's Chris Devensky, people. Oh, yeah. The so, big Devensky deal. Let's not the forget Devensky about that. Deal. That's very important. You know, how um, they, you know how people talk about the Louisiana Purchase, 1803, Thomas mm -hmm. Jefferson. Okay. Uh, it's very, very uh, easy to, to get into that conversation on, on the daily. Um, people are also going to be doing the same thing with the Devensky deal. It's the same kind of level. Oh, of, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, to tie that in a little bit, Mayton did go to Louisiana Tech. So I like how you threw in the Louisiana Purchase reference there. Um, and here's the other thing I think why Phil Mayton has been able to stay healthy and durable over the last several seasons and throughout his career is because he is not, you know, that overpowering with the fastball and his delivery, at least what I saw, um, very easy and repeatable, which makes sense when you're not, you know, trying to blow guys away uh, with your arsenal and repertoire with that. Um, so as it looks right now, and this is just according to uh, the Rays roster on their website. Uh, they have listed on the bullpen because the Maton deal has not been officially uh, inked, I guess, or announced by the team. They have Pete Fairbanks, Jason Adam, Colin Pochet, Sean Armstrong, Garrett Clevenger, Kevin Kelly, Chris Davinsky, and Jacob Lopez listed underneath their bullpen. And I don't know if we want to add Tyler Alexander or put him as a swing man. I mean, I, I guess at some point the Rays are going to have to include 
Phil Maton into this equation. But what kind of has me excited is the fact that, hey, there's more depth to come around and more versatility and more options to play with. Uh, okay, if this guy, hey, maybe we can extend this guy out or use this guy in different or multiple facets. So that at least has has something going for it. Yeah, I would I would definitely trade that Tyler Alexander name for um, for Jacob Lopez. I think Tyler yeah. is definitely going to get that over Jacob. And you know, I looked at the at the 2023 opening day bullpen, and it had very familiar names: three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Had eight names, which, by the way, that already is the same amount that is on this bullpen before the Phil Maton signing. Right. Uh, so that that gives way of like, there's no way they're opening with a nine-man bullpen. So one of these names is uh, not doing uh, the not making the opening day roster, which is very difficult for me because, like, you know, Fairbanks lock, Jason Adam lock, Sean Armstrong lock, like, those are your best three. Then you go lefty, uh, Colin Pochet and Tyler Alexander. Okay, they seem to be locks as well. Yeah. Uh, Chris Devensky, you literally brought him from free agency, so he's a lock. And so now you're left with either Clevenger or Kelly. So if you want a lefty, you obviously go Clevenger, but he is returning from injury. So maybe he yeah. does get the boot to go to the minor leagues and, and get some more time there before you bring him up. You stay with Kevin Kelly, who had a good rookie season. And then you put in Phil Maton. I think that would be the play. And and I think that that's something that the Rays are taking into account where you can't really have enough guys. If you, you sign some guys and you have to stock them in triple a for a little bit until they're ready yeah. You go out and do that. I mean, just look at the difference in the bullpen and the rotation over the course of 2023. And I think that's probably why the bullpen struggled to some extent. I mean, there were headlines in what June, May, July yeah. of how the Rays bullpen was historically woeful. I think some of that had to do with the unexpected role that guys had to step into and fill because of the massive amount of starting pitcher, uh, starting pitching injuries that, were unexpected. So yeah. maybe this is a little bit of something where, okay, we, we look at the rotation and we look at the guys that are supposed to fill that role. And maybe there is greater expectation on the bullpen to take over more innings because you have so many uh, young, unproven, untested guys in that spot. So mm -hmm. maybe that's why they're going out and, you know, just acquiring bullpen arm after bullpen arm or bulk arm after bullpen arm or, or bulk arm after bulk arm to kind of um, fill those, those voided innings, if you will. Yes. And the two names that we've talked about very, very, you know, we, we've talked about innings, innings, you need innings in this pitching staff because of the inexperience and, and, and the youth and the um, obvious uh, question marks around uh, injury risks yeah. on the, on the pitching staff, on the, on the starting rotation. So you need innings from the bullpen and, so you have guys that are flexible, like Sean Armstrong. He can give you more than one inning at a sure. time. Tyler Alexander, he can give you more than one inning at a time. But, you know, you look at the rest of the bullpen, and Phil Maton is not going to be that guy. He is durable, but he's durable in another way. He will give you 65, 66 innings a season. Yeah. At least he has done the last three seasons. But when you look at, it, at his game logs, 
he has been a one inning guy. In fact, out of 68 games that he pitched in 2023, only four of those 68 outings, he went and pitched more than one inning. Right. Uh, one of those four was against the Rays, by the way, in July. But um, you, you got to get innings, and this is a guy that he can post almost on the daily, it seems. I'm just, I'm just wondering, you know, with with the 2023 opening day bullpen and then the 2024, I don't know if I'm being too optimistic, but I feel like the 2024 bullpen as it stands right now is with Phil Maton is right. way better than the 2023 uh, version. Yeah, I'm I'm more bullish on 2024, and maybe it's a little bit of hindsight and some of the struggles that those guys went through. And we also have to take this into account that the opening day bullpen of 2024 probably will not be the same names that you see at the end of the season or yes. in the playoffs. Opening day relievers 2023 were Pete Fairbanks, Jason Adam, Garrett Clevenger, Jalen Beeks, what happened to him? Colin Fauché, Ryan Thompson, what happened to him? Calvin Fauché, what happened to him? Kevin Kelly. And then the playoff roster, now I know they didn't, they kept 11 pitchers, but uh, there were quite a few bullpen arms. You had Sean Armstrong, Chris Davinsky, Jake Diekman, Pete Fairbanks, Andrew Kittredge, Colin Fauché, and Robert Stevenson. So um, I, I like what the Rays have done and built and constructed with this bullpen and looking forward to seeing what they can do in 2024. Um, I think a lot of it is of course, contingent on health. Now you did make an interesting point a few moments ago that Maton can or could be slotted into a high leverage role. Say something. Would you pin him as the number three high leverage guy as of right now after Fairbanks or Jason Adam, or are there, does he have other guys to work through? Are you thinking of him more as six inning, possibly sometimes seventh inning? I think in the beginning he would slot in as the if we if we do uh, break up the bullpen as the A bullpen and the B bullpen, he is the best option of the B bullpen right now. Okay. Um, so like if somebody's down from the A and you need hey seventh eighth inning, we need you. I think Phil would be that guy right now. And I think he would succeed enough that he could uh, push into the A bullpen. But right now, I think it's Fairbanks, Adam, and Armstrong. I mean, I really like what Sean Armstrong has has shown in the last two seasons with the Rays. Like, Sean Armstrong has has shown that he has found something, that um, yes. he's a really good pitcher. So I think he would be above on the hierarchy level with Phil Maton. But if Phil comes out firing, like... There's no need. I mean, that's just good news because that just means that the A bullpen has gained another member, and and that's always a good thing for for the bullpen. So I would slot him in as the best guy from the B squad right now. Okay, that's fair. Um, but it's something to look at and look forward to for sure. Uh, I want to throw out some over unders for Phil Maton. We mentioned some of the the metrics that he's put up over his career uh, for the race in 2024 over under 66 and a third innings pitched under under how much under are you like a third of an inning under one inning like somewhere between 60 to 64 is what you're looking at i'm i'm looking at above 50 okay above 50 yeah 
So what you're saying is either he's not going to be able to stay healthy for the entirety of the year, or there's so much work to go around among this group that uh, innings are going to be taken up, which is a good thing. Yeah, I I feel like one sided thing is I don't think the Rays are just going to just like put so much workload on uh, on a guy just because he's on a one year deal. Right. Although we it could be a multi year deal, so we don't know yes this yet. So um, that's part of it. Like I just don't think the Rays do that. And number two, I am hoping I'm being a little bit optimistic that you know not I, not a single guy has to pitch sixty six innings. Like if 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 everybody can just stay healthy. Then you can kind of share that, share the wealth of innings amongst the group. Okay. Um, over under 3.00 ERA. And I believe that's what he had this past year with the Astros, exactly 3.00. I'm going to go above, okay. above, just, just hedging my bets here. Okay. So. You're thinking, you know, three, two, three, 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 four, yeah. something in that ballpark. Okay. I, I would think uh, sub three, five. All right. That's fair. Um, yeah. Now, this is something that he has not done much of or really at all in his career, which means he's, you know, they know and he knows what role he's been put forth in. And it's not to be the ninth inning guy. Uh, he has two saves in his career, but we know that the Rays do things differently to give opportunities to other guys and chances. Uh, I mean, it wasn't that long ago where what 12, 13, 14 guys got uh, a save setting an MLB record. Um, yeah. So over under three and a half saves for Phil Maton in 2024 with the Rays. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go okay. over. You're right. I mean, the, the Rays will literally give, Anybody has saved. You get a save. You get a save. Like it's like they don't even care. So you're in the bullpen. You have a chance of at least one. And if we are hopeful that he's going to become a high leverage option, that at least increases it by two. So yeah, okay, let's go over. I like it. Hey, that's uh, that's not a bad deal for if you can pencil in all that stuff for uh, a bullpen arm and something that we really didn't touch on much, but. the guy has been around the block, pitched for good organizations. He knows what winning is like. I'm sure he's uh, navigated uh, ups and downs. And I think being able to impart some of that to uh, some of these younger pitchers, not just uh, bullpen guys, but starting pitchers as well. We'll see what happens with all that. I should note that um, a lot of guys got saves last year as well but it was uh pretty disparate between pete fairbanks and jason adam fairbanks had 25 jason adam had 12 and then uh like seven guys had one save apiece. so we'll see yeah. if uh the rays spread the wealth with that a little bit um all right let us know what you think of the phil maton signing and acquisition in the comments i don't know how much people will be jumping for joy but I think uh, it's a solid addition, not a detraction by any means. And I think it's only going to uh, help this team going forward. Will they win the division? I don't know that yet. Uh, projections say no, but we know how much uh, projections yeah. have uh, been woefully inaccurate in the past. And uh, at the end of the day, you got to play the games uh, on the field, not on paper. Um, so, yes, mm-hmm. let us know uh, what you think. Anything else, Ulysses, on the uh, Phil Maton 
yes. maneuver. I, I just feel like, you know, again, we don't know uh, how much money or how, how many years, if it's actually going to, you know, get, get done. But if it does get done, I understand it's not, you know, the Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery. And, you know, yeah. I understand that. But this is something really good for the race. You're bolstering that bullpen, especially with a guy who can get innings pitch, who is durable. You also need that in 2024. Uh, I feel like this this just made the race a stronger, more um, adept group to go into the season, and it gives you trust that if one or two guys, you know, fall yeah. to injury, that the guys that are replacing them are not, you know, the Calvin Fauches or Javi Garras of the past. Um, you're going to have a little bit more, um, more skill. In, in the eighth, ninth, tenth guys from the Durham shuffle for the bullpen. Yeah, it certainly adds some credibility, that's for sure. And uh, there are some other organizations or fans of other organizations that were a little upset that they may have struck out on Maton. I know uh, the Yankees were maybe in play there and uh, the Cardinals were maybe in play there. So, look, yeah. I'm actually, I mean, if we're talking about uh, – a one-for-one Kittredge versus Maton. I'd rather have Maton at this point in his career than Andrew Kittredge. So uh, let us know what you think. Um, Ulysses, do you think this is the end of the line for free agent acquisitions for the Rays until we begin spring training? Yeah, I really, I really think that this is it. Uh, This is, this is it. And so now you also have to clear, we were talking about the bullpen um, spots you also have to clear 40 man roster spots now that's with this true. too. So maybe that's that's a reason why we really haven't had any um finalization on this deal because they also have to open up a spot. We know that you know our our idea with Uwasawa is basically it's a minor league contract just because of the 40 man crunch. Right. Um could they do something with Phil Maton? I don't think that they would do that. I think yeah. you know that he he's going to just get the major league deal, but you have to clear that spot. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it's going to be active um, this week for the Rays, and it's going to be active for Locked on Race because now we have entered the part of the season where we pick it up and we stop doing three days a week. We will be going uh, five days a week, so Monday through yeah. Friday. So, you know, the season's picking up, and we we are as well. Yeah, and we're going to, uh, as we maneuver into uh, – spring training and beyond we're going to try to incorporate some some fun segments that allow us to sink our teeth into a little bit and just have some fun i mean when you're going every day like this we got to do that we don't have any games to talk about yet so we've got to figure something else there and uh yeah interesting you mentioned the um possibility or the the nod to the uasawa deal i don't think that Phil Maton would accept that given his uh, track record in the major leagues, but it's worth a shot. And I wonder if there would be, I mean, there's, there's probably just that risk or contingent of, okay, I'm on a minor league deal, but what if I blow out my arm in spring training, then you got to deal with that risk uh, hanging yep. over your head. So it's yep. probably one of those cases of, no, I want the major league deal. Uh, Who's going that now? Yeah. Who's going from that 40 man? It's, it's, you know, put your, your yeah. thoughts below as well. Not only that you like Phil Mayton or you don't like it, but if you also have time to write a, a longer comment, write in who do you think from that 40 man? Who do you think is going to get the, the boot? Because somebody has to. Yes, that is true. All right. I uh, hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we will talk to you on Tuesday.